This is Tales from the Pros, where business leaders and influencers share their stories of inspiration, struggles, and successes. And I'm your host, Michael Giorgio. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Tales from the Pros. This is Michael Giorgio, co-founder of Imagine Ovation here in Raleigh, North Carolina. We have a guest here today. His name is Fernando Carrera. Yeah, Fernando uh, Carrera. Carrera, okay. Uh, he's actually from Caracas, Venezuela, and he is the co-founder and COO at a company called Turpial Development. Yeah. Cool, cool. Fernando, thanks for being here with us, man. Thank you, Michael, for oh, hosting cool. me on. <laughs> Thank you very much. No problem, man. I appreciate it. So, Fernando, I want you to tell me a little bit about, I know you're, you know, you're, you're visiting... In, you're visiting us here in Raleigh. You've been with us for a few weeks now. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the organization that you're with and the reason why you're here in Raleigh. Yeah, so I I don't know. This was three months ago. I saw an ad on Instagram for a program called Wiley, mm-hmm. um, Young Leaders of America Initiative. It, it is basically um, an entrepreneur exchange program uh, sponsored by the State's Department. Okay. So they select... Um, 250 projects around all Latin America and the Caribbean. Um, I'm glad to say that my company was selected by the State Department uh, from uh, 3,000 applications. Um, And yeah, uh, the idea is that we are here in the United States for a few weeks, uh, you know, collaborating, exchanging our our experiences uh, with other companies. And yeah, I'm here with Imagine Innovation, it's my placement. So I've been working with you guys for a few weeks now, and it's been great. Yeah, cool, man. Yeah, glad, yeah. glad to have you. And you're finishing up in like a week, or less than yeah, that, a few days. Yeah, it's sad because we're I'm leaving on Sunday to Washington D.C. for the closing session. Mm. Um, I'm going to to meet there with the other 250 fellows. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be a, a huge party. Nice, but but also we're going to be working on a few other things there. Uh, first time in Washington, so I'm excited. But mm-hmm. also I'm sad of uh, leaving because uh, Raleigh has been so great, uh, and I don't really want to leave in Raleigh. Maybe you can buy a place here. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. In fact, uh, I'm hoping that the business will come uh, out from this visit, and maybe I'll come back soon enough. Nice. So let's talk about business. Tell me a little bit. I mean, I know what you do, but tell everyone kind of what you do, your company, your role in yeah, the company. Yeah, well, Turpial Development was a company uh, that me and three of my friends start almost uh, five years ago. Mm. We had this idea, well, uh, we, we tried to develop an app uh, back then. It was so expensive. So we said, well, maybe we should start first developing apps for others. Mm-hmm. And once we have the know-how, we can develop app for us. And that's what we did. We start uh, building apps for clients. Um, we focus on clients in the U.S. and in Europe. Um, we mainly do MVPs for our clients, so it's small companies that are trying to, to, to develop new things. And once they have their MVP, well, we continue with them on the long run if they want us to, to go with them. So it's been, it's been great, yeah. So do you deal more with uh, kind of startup companies? Who's your audience? Well, um, 
because you said MVP, so minimum viable yeah, product. So exactly. You're dealing with like more funded yeah. startups. Yeah, we we basically start with uh, we basically work with companies that had some kind of funding mm-hmm. uh, to develop an MVP. Um, but definitely, it's not a a, a huge startup. Uh, we we work with with companies that had little but less money. Um, and once they have their MVP, the next step for them is go and look for more funding to continue their operations. Okay. But they need this first MVP, uh, you know, to, to to have better chances of receiving the funding. Mm-hmm. So that's basically the idea. We help them build that MVP. That's our focus thing. Cool, cool, cool. And did you always see yourself as starting something like this? Or t- tell me a little bit about yeah. the, it, what inspired you to start this agency, well, Caracas? Well, you know, um, I come from a very entrepreneur family. Uh, my family has their own businesses, uh, but I think that's why I didn't want to work with them. I want mm-hmm. to do something for me and uh, <clears throat> like something that I own uh, by myself. Um, and that's that's why I think uh, I was going to 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 my university in Venezuela. And I met a lot of people there. I started doing business with them. And then this idea came. And yeah, I think for me, entrepreneurship, it's something that it's on you. And, you know, there's not a real age to start a business. It's something that just calls you, you know? Yeah, um, it's a calling. Yeah, it's a yeah. calling. Yeah. You know that sometimes people think they still need more more uh, a lot of few things more to learn yeah but for others is okay I'll, I'll i just want to jump from the plane and that's it yeah <laughs> yeah so you kind of took you know to, took the i mean did you see it as a risk for your for you because you're studying venezuela you know as I, I we'll get into venezuela in a little bit but you i mean you're it's not it's not like america right now it's, yeah. it's it, things are different over there right um and did you see it as Kind of being taking a risk. Well, in my while case, starting it, or? in my case, um, we decided to start this company uh, without any funding. Mm-hmm. So basically, what we did is we found our first client, and we started working from that on. Okay, we had uh, our first check, our first check, and then we we continue working for around six months. We couldn't pay our our employees. Okay, mm-hmm. and the fact that they that they stay with us for a long time. That's something that I admire of them, uh, and and I am very grateful for them because mm-hmm. that allow us to continue. You know, definitely Venezuela is not exactly the best place to start a business right now. Um, you know, the economic situation in Venezuela is not it's not the best. Uh, we are an oil dependent country, mm-hmm. and because of that, uh, basically, is the if the prices of the oil crash my country crash and that's what mm-hmm. happened right now okay so it's kind of depending on it yeah 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 basically oil depending dependent. on oil yeah mm-hmm. uh so so yeah but i think the window was great with the time the time window was great because when we started oil prices were still high so everything was a little bit uh, better in venezuela um i think <clears throat> for somebody that wants to start a business in Venezuela right now, it will be very difficult. But still, if you want to do it, I'm sure you can because with an economic crisis comes opportunities. I know, uh, you know, um, there's something that I, I love to say because mm-hmm. in Venezuela, there's everything to do. Like, 
uh, there's nothing already that, that, that it's been done yet. Yeah. So you have everything. You can do everything you want because there's nothing to, there's nothing. So mm -hmm. I don't know if I, I'm explaining myself. Sorry by my English, by the way. It's okay. As you may know, I speak Spanish. But, but, but tell me a little bit more about that. So you said during crisis, there's a lot of opportunities. Give me a little more insight on that. What, what do you? Yeah, for example, um, because we are in an economic crisis, things are cheaper in our country. Lifestyle is okay. cheaper. So that allows us the opportunity to offer services to companies in the U.S. and, and in Europe. Uh, Got it. Okay. At cheaper prices, and make, that makes us competitive. Mm -hmm. um, and I think... Latin America as a region has the capability of being a powerhouse for mm -hmm. software development as India is today. Yeah. Uh, I think the only thing we need is people willing to do that. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to accomplish. There's a lot of opportunity in South America. Yeah, I mean, definitely. We, we definitely know that. Um, and you see there, there's... You definitely see there's a future in Venezuela. You know, they're, they're, they're going through crazy tough definitely. times right now. Lots yeah. of... Um, but I'm pretty sure in ten years, on. I'm pretty sure in ten years we're all going to see another another face of Venezuela. Like, mm -hmm. There's a lot of talented people there right now because of the brain drain. There are a lot of Venezuelans all around the world willing to go back to Venezuela once the things get better. Mm -hmm. And all that knowledge they're gathering right now is going to be, uh, you know, uh, like the the platform that we're going to use to make Venezuela better. Yeah, got it, got it. And what was it like? I mean, tell me a little bit about what was it like building, starting your company in Caracas and, and building it. What did did you go through certain struggles and challenges? What, what were kind of what, what well, was you know, first, on a bird's eye view? What was it like? Yes, everybody who starts a company knows um, it's hard. When, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you start thinking that you know things, mm -hmm. but the reality is that you don't know nothing. Yeah. And so you start learning. Once you realize that you have to learn everything, that you didn't knew anything, that you didn't know anything, mm -hmm. um, you realize that, that, that the best thing you can do is work hard and learn a lot of everybody that you, met, that you meet. Um, so when we started... We, we basically had a few failures. Uh, um, we basically subestimate a lot of projects. Mm -hmm. We thought it was going to take us four months, but instead it took us a year to finish the project. Yeah. So we were basically working for six months without any payment mm -hmm. because we agree on that with a client. And, but then because of that, we'll learn a few other things and it's a continuous process. You learn yeah. every time, every time you do some you learn new every mistakes day. And, you, mm -hmm. and you continue learning every every time. So, so yeah, I think I think it's it's hard, but it's very like it gives you some some real I don't know uh, an accomplishment feeling mm -hmm. uh, that maybe working on a on a company uh, will not give you. You know? Yeah. No, I, I understand. Do you see Venezuela? Uh, how how would you compare the market in Venezuela to other countries in South America? I know we talked a little bit about, um, you know, a few days ago we were talking about Colombia in uh, Medellin. In yeah. Medellin, there's, you know, um, it's booming over there. There's a big tech market there. Yeah. Um, and uh, you guys opened up an office in, in Colombia as well. We can mm -hmm. talk, about, talk about that. But how would you compare the kind of the overall market where things are going from Venezuela compared to to other countries like Colombia or, or Argentina. Well, definitely the right now, I think, of course, it's because the economic crisis 
there's not that much of a structure for for entrepreneurship in in, in Venezuela. Um, but definitely, there are people that are trying hard to build these ecosystems for entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. um, I think we are a few years, uh, how do you say, um, behind mm -hmm. behind Colombia in terms of ecosystem. But I think in terms of of talent quality, we are we are uh, we are on, uh, we are with them. Like mm -hmm. like uh, you can find very good people in Venezuela that are doing incredible projects. They just need the platform, you know, and that's something that is going to change. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it will. Uh, but yeah, uh, like uh, like I see Latin America, it's like a big country. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's easier for us to go back and forth from Bogota. That's why we choose Bogota as our as our second hub, mm -hmm. our second development hub. Uh, we thought, okay, there's a lot of people leaving Venezuela because they want uh, a better life quality. So we've been working with these guys for almost two years, our employees. We don't want them to leave. And you have over uh, 30. We have over 30 employees, employees now. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Cool, in, cool. In Venezuela. Over 30 employees right mm -hmm. now. Um, but, it, but you know, it's hard. You train them, and because of the economic situations, they want to leave. So that's why we're, we, are, we open our offices in Bogota, to give them like another option, you know. Yeah. If you want to move to Colombia, that's fine with us. Um, let's relocate you to Bogota. That's what we're doing right now. Uh, we're also hiring people in Bogota, local people, Colombian, because we think also that Bogota has a lot of talent. Uh, but because we are a Venezuelan company, um, for most we want to find talent in Venezuela and mm -hmm. train them. You know. That's cool. And how many employees do you expect to hire in the next few years? Well, what do you what do you kind of foresee? Well, we're in the we're now we're now like on a on a we're reevaluating our business model. Um, that's something we've been talking through all these weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, we're basically trying to change our business model from developing apps to helping companies manage their own outsourced teams in Latin America. Okay, so it's more like in region management for companies in the U.S. and in Europe who, la who wants to outsource their development teams to Latin America. Okay, so the idea is that uh, we are going to hire people to work exclusively for companies in the U.S. but in our own offices. So you kind of kind of offer start offering like project management as a service. Yeah, type type deal. exactly okay. or, exactly. Or, or, Resource management. Exactly. It, Resource management. Okay. Cool. That would be a great way of... Yeah, I definitely explain. see. I mean, there's definitely demand for that. Definitely, um, definitely. Because yeah. one of the main reasons being that... being in tech, we know that. <laughs> yeah. One of the main reasons that I realized, because I'm, I was working with you guys, that that outsourcing uh, fails, it's because you, you need people that can assure you that mm -hmm. the people you're hiring in, I don't know, in India or... Or in Russia or in Kenya mm -hmm. uh, are working on. They are great people. Like they have the talent you need. They have the, the skills you need. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that's where we are trying to move for. You know. Yeah. No, it makes sense. That's cool, man. Um, I definitely like. I want to talk a little bit about out, the outsourcing factor. I think this is definitely a good a good topic. So, you know, we're definitely for us being also a software company. We're we're aware. You know, there's there's. A lot of great talent in South America, Russia, uh, uh, Europe, 
Europe. Uh, and a- Asia. East Europe, yeah. Yeah, in Eastern Asia. Europe, yep. And uh, Asia, India primarily, and, and China as well. Um, and Philippines is a big hub, I think. But um, do you see thing? Do you see outsourcing being viewed differently in America than it's viewed in Venezuela? Because I remember you told me that you have some customers in Venezuela, but you have some. Most of your customers are in the U.S. Yes. Do you think the stigma of outsourcing anything from the U.S. is different than Venezuela? Or are they more open-minded I in th- Venezuela? Or th- are they? I think we're more more open-minded because. We've been maybe it's a cultural thing, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, but in Venezuela, we understand that that collaborating with others is the best way to accomplish things. And we are used to working with Colombia, with Peru, with mm-hmm. Panama, doing businesses with a lot of people. Yeah, Venezuela had a had a well, <clears throat> the first customer for Venezuelan pro- uh, products is is the United States. So we're used to doing. Uh, you know, to outsourcing work outside, things that maybe we can get cheaper outside or mm-hmm. maybe we can get better outside. We are used to that. And I think the the, the, the reason why people here think it's, it's, I don't know, it's a stigma here in the U.S. is because you have everything here. You, you know, you have talent here, you have the platform, you have the ecosystem. Yeah, yeah. Why would you go outside? And yeah. the reason really is that sometimes people need to make the most with their money, with the money they have. And mm-hmm. Sometimes to start a business, you don't have enough money. And if you spend it on here, the, the chances are that you're going to fail mm-hmm. because you need, you, you need more t- development time. Yeah. And you won't get that with the money you have here. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. Yeah, so I definitely think, like I said, I definitely think there's a, there's a huge need for it. I think people need to be very mindful, uh, open, like we, said, we talked about being open-minded, um, that there's a lot of talent in other countries. Yeah. And it's, although it's good to do it locally, I think in any country to support yes, your community, it's definitely. of course, number one, it's very, very important. Um, but also you have to keep costs low. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think it's just good to, to be open-minded and understand that there's a lot of good talent around the world and that you need to think on a global perspective. You need to think on this, um, you need to have a global mindset. Yeah, that's something right. I realized dealing uh, with other cultures. When I came here, that uh, you, that companies in the United States doesn't really know that there are this type of resources in Latin America. Mm-hmm. The first thing uh, that people tell me, oh, really? There are developers in Latin America. I was like, yeah, of yeah, course. yeah. <laughs> of course they are. Um, so yeah, I think I think uh, in fact, I, my my in my opinion, um, we have a few advantage over our outsourcing resources to India or to Philippines or to East Europe. Mm-hmm. For example, we have the same time zone. That's something that, that's, that's great because mm-hmm. you can meet with, a, with your team at the same time you're working. Um, also, English proficiency, it's not a problem in Latin America. In fact, as EF tells, uh, EF is the biggest uh, in, in, um, English institution in the world. Like, mm-hmm. they, they teach English in all countries in the world, mm-hmm. and they say that Latin America is the region that is increasing the most in English proficiency. So, so yeah, it's uh, English is not a barrier, more. and also it's it's cheaper to travel from and to Latin America. So yeah, so if we want to meet with a team like in like physically, it's cheaper to do that. You know, mo- most uh, development uh, companies here, most tech companies here, doesn't even. 
know in, in, in physically the, their development team in India because it's mm -hmm. very expensive to travel there. Yeah. And you know, that connection is pretty important. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I, I get it. Um, yeah, I mean, so do you think how different from you being here the last few weeks has been how long? Four or five, five weeks? weeks. Okay. So you being here five weeks, how different is the tech market here compared to Venezuela or some of the other countries in South America? Well, right now here the tech market is blooming. Like, blooming. but how? But how do you compare it? Like, give me some examples. What, what what's so different? Is it is it the the processes are different? The technologies, the tools, or is it the the capabilities or the no, um, not really, not really. Or you People, think it's just opportunity? Yes, or, or it's, it's a thing of opportunity right now because the market's so constrained in Venezuela right now. People are not spending money to develop things for Venezuela. What about other countries? Okay. Well, Argentina. Um, or Brazil or well definitely definitely there, there's yeah. chances there are a lot of people doing stuff for Atlantic America for example we partner with a, with a client in, here in the US to develop a, basically a, a platform uh, for that allows people bankless people in Latin America to access cryptocurrencies um, mm -hmm. as easily as going to a grocery store or a convenience store and buying them with cash mm -hmm. and we're we're working with that and our target is not us it's latin america because i think there's really a need for this type of services in latin america yeah. so yeah there's great opportunity for doing business in latin america um i don't see why why wouldn't you target latin america as as, as a region mm -hmm. um people tend to think because they are different countries it's it's more difficult But but no really because we have several commercial treatments, several ways to you know to do business with each country. So once you are in Latin America, you are in every country of Latin America. It's kind of a similar. It's like you to, said, one country. Yeah, it's like, it's like, one, one, the same country. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And it definitely feels like that. Okay, it definitely feels. Uh, you know, when I go and talk with a Colombian guy, he's my family. We we, mm -hmm. we we feel so 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 close. Yeah. Um, That's great doing business with that. Kind of one one big large community. Yeah, <laughs> and that's something that that came most, that that I benefit from this experience with Wildlife, the program that I'm in. Uh, it's that I'm meeting a lot of people from Peru, from Argentina, mm -hmm. from Colombia, and they're doing great stuff. You know. Yeah. Uh, there are guys that are working in 3D printing industry. Guys that are working with the stamp clubs. Um, there's also a, a girl who's working with uh, professional development. So she's trying to, to reduce the gap between baby boomers and, and millennials. That's something that a lot of companies here in the U.S. are uh, suffering for. Mm -hmm. so, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing. You know, I realize that a lot of people are doing great things in Latin America. And not only for the United States, but also for, for, for the region. They're yeah. targeting the region. That's great. That's yeah. great, great to hear that. Um, With with your company, you know you you grow in this business. I know you guys have a lot of. We talked about this. You have a lot of future plans for it, um, but kind of when you were when me and you were talking about a little bit about scalability, scaling a company. Yeah. I think a lot of people want to know this. I think starting a business is very freaking hard. Yeah, <laughs> we know that a lot of work. You have to have crazy work ethic. Definitely. Um, you you know you, you got to overcome a lot of struggle, adversity. Definitely. Um, You got to have a passion. You got to have uh, really a drive for what you want to do, a purpose and a goal, um, and you got to do it consistently over time, right? But when you overcame the startup phase, you're over 30 people now. 
you're not a startup anymore. You're, you're exactly. not. I mean, you're 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 profitable. You're a profitable company. Yeah. So, you know, I know with my company, Imagine All This. You know, we've we're over, we're over forty people now as well, and we've we've definitely had that that time in our company where we had to grow from a, a get from go from a smaller company to a larger company. You guys went through that too. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about how you scaled. What tips would you give people to? Scaling a business. What well, steps would you take? Tell me kind of what you guys did think, to make sure. I think the best tip that I can give is don't be afraid to adapt yourself, you know? Maybe when you started your company, the thing that works for you was this thing. But if you want to scale, mm-hmm. maybe you have to reinvent yourself, you know? Think uh, how to pivot your business. How, how, so how, how, to, how to pivot? Pivot yep. your business, yeah. Um, think, you know, think about this. Um for example, uh, Netflix start uh, as a, as a company that that rents physically uh, movies mm-hmm. by mailing. Okay, so that's how they start, and they they were profitable doing that. Mm-hmm. But the way they managed to scale to the company they are right now is by pivoting their business to the to the online to the cloud, you know, and offering movies <coughs> through rental. Um, so adapt, adapt, adapting to the market, seeing where people are, kind yeah. of what the trends are, and yeah, make sure yeah, yeah. you... Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Just look at what happened, I don't know, with Blockbuster or with yeah. Kodak. That's exactly, you know... Toys R Us. A, Toys R Us, definitely. Yeah. Um, Amazon took over. <laughs> yes. The, yeah. That's the thing. If you want to scale up, you, you, have, you have to understand that the things you do today is not the thing that you are going to do in a few years mm-hmm. and you and you, you have to not be afraid of change you know <clears throat> if you are afraid of change the, then you're probably gonna fail and, and yeah and I, I completely agree I, I think pivoting is huge and adapting to the market and where things are headed stay in the trends um, and, and actually yeah stay ahead of the trends you need to kind of look at the future see what's kind of you know, Definitely. right now we're seeing artificial intelligence is a, is a boom. You know, it's going to be booming. Yeah. Uh, augmented reality, uh, and then IoT, IoT and Internet of Things yeah. is also automation, uh, automation big data, mm, big data. Yep. Uh, what in terms of like kind of what I mean is more of like organization of a company, right? You have all these employees. You have um, you, you from what you talk to, you love your employment. You got great people, very talented, experienced people, um, having a good company culture. But aside from that, making sure things are processed. Like, do you guys write? Yeah. Do you guys write process yeah, documentation. Definitely. You guys make sure things are organized internally. You have a hierarchy. Do you have? Yes. You something. I mean, preparing uh, for growth. I mean, one when you are a small company, it's easier for the for the leadership team, you know, to. To stay, to sit with every employee in the room in the company mm-hmm. and explain the things to them. But once you're growing, and you I don't know you you have a team more than thirty people, forty mm-hmm. people, uh, you can't sit with everybody. Okay, you need time to develop the business. Yeah. So the best way to that you can teach your team where you're going, why you're going there, is by developing processes. Okay, and. It's 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 important to develop processes to write down those processes to let the team understand those processes, but also give you feedback of those processes. Mm-hmm. Okay, and once your company has those uh, those processes, like they already understand those processes, you have a, a you you know you have a, a, a very stable platform where you can start 
building on. Mm-hmm. Okay, you have to. You're build building that the foundation platform, of. The you built the foundation of the yeah. home. Now it's to yeah. build the, yeah, the yeah. other levels. Yeah, the yeah. Want, because you have a house, okay, but you need to. You, in order to build a building, you have to take that uh, house out and build the foundations to build the building, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's what basically, you know, a startup is like a house. Now you want to build in, take that house out, build the foundations and and you know start and and start construction the construction of your of your big business. You did know? you did you face any challenges while building the other floors of the business? You, you it seemed like you got the foundation, yeah. but while building the other floors, yeah. You said say what what challenges did you did you have to face? Um, well, for example, right now the brain drain is a, is a great problem for us. The what? The brain drain. The brain drain. Can you yeah. explain a little what that yeah. what that is? Yeah. Uh, brain drain is basically the the, the you know the the, the exp- people are leaving Latin America, leaving Venezuela because of the economic crisis. Mm-hmm. So brain drain means that you are losing that talent. You know, you've been training them for two years, and you know, for a company like ours. Talent is the most important thing. Yeah, okay? talent. Yeah. Um, when you train a a, a a person for two years, and then he leaves the company because he's looking for better opportunities, that hurts the company so much. It's perfect. I prefer to lose a client than losing a team member. Mm-hmm. And that's okay? that's what you call the brain drain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The brain drain is is, is is just people leaving the country because they want they want better opportunities. Mm-hmm. Okay. And. Definitely something that that, that, that that it's hurting us the brain drain, and that's why we're thinking on, on better ways to, to you know to to to, to maintain our, our 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 employees in our team. Okay, that's why we have a great uh, working environment. Mm-hmm. Okay, we provide uh, we provide kind of a Google. Uh, type of business in mm-hmm. Venezuela. That's something that, of course, here in the U.S. is very common. But in Venezuela, keep no. them motivated. Keep them yeah, happy. Keep them have motivated. a good culture. Workshops yeah. every time. You you know you you focus on uh, on 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 their health. You yeah. focus on that they are they have all the resources they need. You focus on they are uh, they are well entertained. Mm-hmm. You focus that they have uh, the chance to learn a few things. And that's something I always tell to my to my employees. Once you stop learning in a company, you. Sh- you should start looking for for another option because you don't want to spend time on a company that is not offering you a chance to learn, you know? And so with that in mind, we always offer a path for our employees to learn a few things, to, to you know, to explore new, new, new technologies. Um, I, I think I told you that in our company, we give our employees 20% of their time to... You know, to develop things that they want to build. Okay, mm-hmm. for example, if they want to try a new technology, or they want to try a new language, new programming language, yeah. or they want to build uh, maybe an app that they have in mind, we offer them the twenty percent of their time to build those things. Is that every week? Every week, man. Every okay. week they they see them That's Friday. Pretty cool. Yeah, they see them Friday, and and they basically explore um, explore whatever they want. Okay, they, they it gives them a sense of empowerment. Yeah, 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 and then it gives feeling them like the, entrepreneurs. Yeah, it as gives well, them the you know? opportunity. Yeah, there's also, uh, yeah, there's there's this term called entrepreneurship. Yeah, right? entrepreneur. I've heard yeah. of that. Yeah, and that's something that that we want to empower people to you know to think to see that there's opportunity to scale in our business. Okay, that's why 
I see my my company not as only as my company. We are not so jealous about it. So at, in every place, you an a potential partner in some way. Okay, because if that uh, employee has a great idea, I'm sure I want to be the first guy to partner <laughs> with him. Okay. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's what we're trying to empower them. Give them the resources, you know, to explore and come up with great ideas. Entrepreneurship within your company. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I, li I like that a lot. I hope people can learn from that. I think, I think, um, you know, putting your employees first, your team first, is is critical. Um, yeah. Because it's it's very um, it's very hard to get talent, good good talent. You know what I mean? So the ones that you do get, you yeah. need to retain them, yeah, keep them happy, definitely. and take care of them and make sure that they um, that they're with you guys for a long time um, so you know with that being said I think you've given some I think you've given a lot of great insight to businesses uh, to, to future um, future business leaders future entrepreneurs how to um, I would say uh, you know how to kind of grow their business a little bit um, like what would you what kind of tips would you give what would you be like your top three or four tips that you would give to future entrepreneurs, someone who has an idea, what, what tip would you give them for them to take it to another level, for them okay. to actually become a company? Because everybody has an idea. You know, everyone, everyone says, hey, I have the next Facebook or Uber. You probably get that stuff all the time, right? Um, I have the next Uber idea. Yeah. What tips would you give them for, for them to actually execute it and to become a company? Yeah, you know? I, think, I think the first, the first thing that I will tell them is don't be afraid to jump from the plane, okay? Um, don't wait until you get funded to start your business, okay? I like that one. Uh, yep. Start working right away because you want to get as far as possible from the idea, okay? You know, you have this idea, then you have the PowerPoint presentation, mm -hmm. okay? Then you have a prototype, then you have a marketing strategy, you have a business plan. You want to get your idea to something that is more, that's something that you can show better, okay? Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. Uh, once you are as far as possible from the idea, it's better for you. You have better chances to get fund, okay? Or you have you are you have better chances to get clients, and that's the yep. thing, okay? You want, I agree. You want you want to you have to start working right away while you are looking for funding, mm -hmm. but but don't stop working. Man. You have to keep working. Don't be afraid to jump off the plane, even though you don't have the the parachute. You mm -hmm. know, you're going to find the parachute. Yeah. Well, you're on media. You gotta be right? willing. You gotta. I think Steve Harvey. Is it Steve Harvey who says you gotta be willing to jump? Yeah. You got. You have to be willing to jump. Definitely. Take, Definitely. take the risk. Like it's better for you to to take that risk, even if you do. I mean, what, we all have different interpretation, uh, different perceptions, interpretations of failure. What failure really yeah. means, but if you do think you failed, at least you tried. You, yeah. know, you you did it. You're not going to live with regrets. You don't want to become 90 years old and be like, oh, I wish I started a company. I wish I. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, that, that's that's cool, man. I, I agree yeah. with that. Um, cool, cool. Well, I always ask. I always ask these three questions uh, to every okay. Inter every everyone that's on my podcast, I inter always ask them these questions. Uh, I call them the three hows. Okay. So, how do you define failure? How do you define entrepreneurship? And how do you define success? Okay. Failure, entrepreneurship, success. Failure for me is when you stop trying. Okay, when you decide to start trying, that's when you fail. Okay? All the other, all the other, everyone else I interviewed said the same thing. <laughs> really? Yeah, they all said the same thing. Okay, so it's, yeah. so it's basically something it's, that it's on the mindset of yes, the entrepreneur, that's right? That's exactly right. You yep. stop failing, that's when you fail. Yep. Okay. 
Um, I giving thought up, I was, giving I thought up I was failure? going to be original. No, right? no, no. <laughs> giving up and failure are very different. Yeah. They're very different things. Yeah. But no, that was not that was uh, not different. It was the same. But it's good though. At least yeah. we're all you know we're all on the same, the same page. page. Right? Exactly. Um, entrepreneur is, you know, for me, entrepreneur is this guy that an entrepreneur is this guy that wants to build a building, but he only has one tool. Okay. Uh, so yeah, entrepreneur for me is someone that has great aspirations, but it's starting with just a tool. Um, But he's not afraid of that, okay? I don't have the tools, but I'll, I'm going to try it, though. Uh, that's for me, and uh, that's the spirit of an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. You want to build, I don't know, you want to build, you want to build uh, uh, rockets to Mars, but you are not even close to that, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, that's something that you have to, that, that's something that I admire of entrepreneurs, you know? Sometimes big, their dreams are so big, but they know how, to, they know the way to do it. Okay, they just need the resources, the platform, you know, the, the, yeah. the someone that trusts them to do it. Okay, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Also, uh, success. Uh, success, yeah. Success. I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> you know, it's so different for everybody, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. for some people, it's monetary. Yeah. I you mean, know, some people it's it's spiritual. Some definitely. people it's. It's it's um, kind of this internal wealth that you have. For some people, you, you you won't ever be successful. You know, um, I mean, for example, let me try to explain what I'm yeah. trying to say um, because it sounds sad. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that sometimes there's people in in this world that once they are really successful, they don't think they are. They 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 are just thinking another new goal you know um, for example one of the top persons that I want to meet is Elon Musk Elon Musk okay yeah. and I think that guy defined it's basically what I think defines uh, success okay but if you ask him I'm sure he's going to tell you no I'm not I'm not being successful yet mm -hmm. because he's You know, he's always on a new goal. Because other something. people, he may they, he may be, but to himself, yeah. he's not. Yeah, that, yeah. And, th and that's exactly, you know. Success is something that you won't feel, but always will see in you, you know. You're being successful, but you have, if you are a real entrepreneur, you're not going to feel really, really satisfied with the results. I don't think never. And mm -hmm. the, it's kind of a, a strange feeling, you know, because you're never, you never settle, you know. Yeah. Because once you settle... That's kind of you fail. <laughs> I love it. Okay, that's that's great. That's great. Cool, Fernando. I really appreciate, it, man. Um, so, where can people find you? Do you have Twitter? Do you have Facebook? Website? Yeah. Uh, well, our our website is Turpial. T U R P I A L mm -hmm. um, D E V. The form development. Turpialdev.com. Um, in my case, well, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, Uh, my name is Fernando Carrera. You can find me on LinkedIn without uh, any problems. Also, I'm sure you're going to post my 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 contact on the on the podcast. So I don't know if it's key or click. No, mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> click on the left or right or somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. I'm sure. I'm it's, sure it's Mike is going somewhere. to put somewhere. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm open to discuss with you every time, man. I'm I'm pretty grateful for the opportunity. Um, Of working with you guys, I'm sure That's there's awesome. great things coming. Uh, this is my last day here, 
so mm. it's sad. <laughs> but I'm sure I'll be back, man. No. I'm, uh, I'm Terminator. I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I think in, my, in, in your case, Image Innovation, it's a company that has a great potential. Your guys are so eager to grow that <laughs> you, want, you want so much. And that's the important thing, you know. Uh, there's no, I, I don't think you don't have, you don't have fear of failure, you know. And no, no you, fear. <laughs> no fear, no fear. Just uh, you know, a little bit worry about a few things, but that's it. No mm -hmm. fear, and and that's something that I learned from you guys. And cool. I'm pretty grateful from from that. And also this idea of the podcast thing, yeah, it's great. In fact, I don't feel like a pro, but thank you for having <laughs> me here. We're all pros, man. We're all pros. Thank you very much. Uh, no, cool, Fernando. Really appreciate it. I guess, uh, you know, it's good. Uh, what's the website for the organization again? Turpial, D-E-V. No, the, uh, the, ah, the, the wildlife. Yeah, yeah wildlife, yeah. The wildlife. I don't know exactly the website, but I'm sure if you look up and Google for wildlife, Y-L-A-I, okay. uh, you'll find you'll find enough enough resources about that. I'm sure on on the, I'm sure you'll find enough information about the organization there. So, so yeah, um, if you're listening, if somebody's listening from Latin America, please apply. It's a great program. It will give you enough, enough opportunities and not, you're going to meet a lot of people. Uh, so I'm sure, I'm sure it will be great. Yeah. Cool. Fernando, man, it's been, it's been an honor. Really, really yeah. appreciate you. Thanks. No, the thanks, honor is mine, man. Hey guys, thanks a lot for watching Tales from the Pros. Please subscribe to our YouTube page and also follow our social media. Uh, there are links somewhere around here, but uh, we really appreciate it guys. Thanks for all the support and I'm going to be giving you awesome content continuously and we look forward to seeing you soon.